South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas Radio Network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. button is on okay take two welcome to the race day las vegas radio program for this wednesday we come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world las vegas nevada right here at our studio station home base at the south point studios at the south point hotel complex on the las vegas strip here in las vegas boulevard in las vegas nevada your gaming capital we welcome you to the show and if you want to see us and hear us on our new uh, gig here, uh, you can do that by going to uh, YouTube and go to South Point Studios, and there we are. We are. We'll be right there for you, and of course, as we are this morning. And if you haven't uh, subscribed already, do that when you're there. Love to have you on. It's free. Uh, you just hit subscribe, and you'll be there for free. So we welcome all of uh, you folks out there watching and listening to us on the YouTube uh, channel on our South Point Studios network. And, of course, all the other places that uh, we have, uh, you know, all of our other platforms that we get to you. 
like our uh, home base here as far as our radio stations here in Las Vegas, KSHB 1400 AM and 107.1 FM, if you're listening to us, maybe in the car, on the way to work or whatever. And, of course, uh, we have our streaming at our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global. We got them all. You can hear us on the streaming there. And, of course, on your uh, devices, your iPhones, Androids, just get the KSHP app at your app store. You can hear us on your devices. And if you're listening uh, on podcasting, you do that as well. We got, uh, we're got we on podcasting all over the place. So, however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the Race Day Show for this uh, Wednesday as we kick off another week covering the great sport of thoroughbred racing, Las Vegas style. I can tell you this, we are coming. We are getting some goofy weather this winter here in Las Vegas. Now, uh, right now, it's foggy out there. Uh, I, when I got out of the house, I, I couldn't see 10 feet in front of me in the fog until I got down further here uh, near uh, lower levels uh, here on the Strip. But uh, it's been foggy. Uh, the last two days has been raining steadily. Not hard, but ste- just steady rain throughout the day and throughout the evening. And we've still got a few remnants of uh, rain coming through here, and then we should be clearing up by uh, the end of the day. And then through the rest of the week, it should be clear here with very small chances of getting some rain. All that rain from that uh, big stream that's going through Southern California and making its way through Arizona, etc., we catch a little bit of it up here. And, uh, of course, uh, the rain continues to have play havoc in Southern California, that's for sure. But those systems will be moving out. And so right now, uh, if you're in Las Vegas and you look out the window, you're not going to see much because it's still foggy out there in certain places here in Las Vegas. That's the weather. Right now here it's 47 degrees, going to get up to 63 today. It's going to be the uh, the temperature range for the rest of the week here in Las Vegas. As far as the rest of the nation is concerned, well, uh, I can tell you this, that uh, that uh, system is starting to clear out now in Southern California, but there's still got a lot of moisture going through there all up and down the California, all up and down the West Coast, really, including Washington and Oregon. And, of course, clear the rest of the way through, through the uh, entire contiguous 48 until you get up to the Great Lakes area. they got some uh, action going on there. Otherwise, it's pretty clear around the country today for horse racing. Of course, Southern California isn't racing today. And, of course, we were, uh, you know, emphasizing and talking about how the weather has affected Southern California racing in uh really in drastic ways in the last couple of years. And they were talking about, well, who's making these decisions as far as whether the horses can run on sloppy and off tracks or not? A lot of people think it's the new highs of regulations, which it very well may be. But just think of this. They didn't run in Southern California because it was raining, etc. But yet they ran at Gulfstream Park in a driving rain. They ran at the fairgrounds in sloppy racetracks. And at Turfway Park, they ran the first four races in the snowstorm before they couldn't see anymore and finally canceled there. So I don't know so much if it's the HISA regulations or the individual regulations in the individual states and their racing boards. We'll have to uh, talk about that. We know that California is real strict now individually in the state of California for those uh, racing actions. And, of course, with the fairgrounds and the racetracks in Texas, uh, going through a lawsuit with HISA. They're not even paying attention to the HISA regulations right now. But uh, HISA does cover the other tracks like New York, et cetera, that was running in the slop. So, you know, it's a hit and miss thing, that's for sure. And we'll wait and see as far as players. And uh, the horsemen in Southern California, they can't even get on the racetrack to train their horses. And these horses 
are getting to where the you know you can't stay racing fit by just jogging underneath the shed row. So we'll wait and talk about that a little bit later with John Lendo. Uh, Jonathan Hardoon will be here. I'm sure he has something to say about uh, these conditions when we hit the soapbox with him. Rich Eng is going to try to get us uh, tuned up for March Madness coming with the college hoops action. And, of course, uh, John Lindo, of course, as I said, will be here with Southern California. And Jerry J. will be along again with another betting strategy for you as well on this Wednesday show. Now, looking ahead towards this weekend, the big races are going to be at Oak Lawn Park. Four big stakes races there, two grade twos, a grade three, and another stakes race on tap there. The Rebel Stakes, part of the Arkansas Derby Series, will be the big one. For the three-year-olds, it'll hold 50 points for the Kentucky Derby leaderboard. The Honey Bee Stakes for the three-year-old Phillies will hold 50 points for the um, Kentucky Oaks. And then, of course, you'll have the Carousel as well and the Razorback, which will uh, highlight the uh, handicap horses. Coming up on Saturday as well will be the Saudi Cup, a half a world away. The Saudi Cup, of course, a $20 million race and a lot of other uh, races on the undercard there uh, for the Saudi Cup, there's going to be a big races on Friday. Uh, the the uh, racetrack in Saudi, the Saudi racetrack, will hold the International Jockey Challenge, where they're uh, inviting jockeys from all over the world to, uh, to compete in an International Jockey Challenge. It'll be four races. Each race will be worth four hundred thousand dollars, and then they'll uh, amass the points uh, in that Jockey Challenge. There, that'll happen on Friday. At Saudi, and then of course on Saturday, the big race there for twenty million dollars. And as far as uh, any of the other racing around the country, Aqueduct, Gulfstream Park, uh, and of course uh, Santa Anita will all have uh, races on Saturday, stakes races as well as Turfway Park and uh, Laurel Fairgrounds in Tampa Bay will kick in with a couple of stakes races on Saturday. As far as Sunday is concerned, Aqueduct and Santa Anita will come back with another straight stakes race each there. But uh, for the uh, Looking ahead to the Kentucky Derby, the big point getters for the Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Oaks this weekend will be, of course, uh, the um, the Kentucky Oaks will have the Honey Bee on Saturday. Also, on Friday at Maydan Racecourse in Dubai, they'll have the UAE Oaks. That'll come up on Friday. That'll have 50 points for the Kentucky Oaks uh, leaderboard as well. So you got those two going for you, and of course the Rebel at. Uh, at uh, Oak Lawn Park. So we got a lot of stuff to cover, that's for sure. Got some uh, news, though, uh, to cover with you as well. Uh, CZ Rocket has been retired. At age 10, after a sixth-place finish, he finished sixth, I believe, in a race on Monday, President's Day, at Oak Lawn Park. And so at the age of 10, good old CZ Rocket has been retired. But the big news, sad to report, that Echo Zulu, Champion two-year-old filly of 2021 was euthanized on Sunday at the Southern California Veterinary Clinic after uh, sustaining a leg injury in her stall. Uh, she's uh, trainer Steve Asmussen passed along that uh, that news on Monday. Echo Zulu euthanized, and uh, we're sorry to hear about that. That's for sure. And as far as any of the other news is concerned, Sierra Leone is now the leading individual interest in the Kentucky Derby Future Book Wager. When they closed that, closed that Future Book Wager, Sierra Leone, uh, the winner of the, uh, uh, the won the Risen Star Stakes on Saturday at the fairgrounds, uh, was the individual uh, lowest price in the Kentucky Derby pool number for the Future Book there. 
All right. Well, we got a lot to cover, and we're going to do a lot more. So uh, we're going to go to our first break, and when we come back, we'll give you your racing menu for today and start uh, our coverage with our handicappers. So don't go away on this Wednesday show as we kick off another week here in Vegas in the fog. But we'll clear up. Don't go away. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on race day, Las Vegas, there was racing on President's Day Monday, although uh, Santa Anita and Gulfstream were both canceled. They did have racing at uh, racetracks that don't normally operate on uh, Mondays at President's Day. And, of course, that was uh, Oaklawn Park and uh, Aqueduct. But uh, a big racing on uh, Sunday was at uh, Sunland Park. You know, they had the, uh, the Sunland uh, Park Derby, uh, which held 20 points for the Kentucky Derby Future Book. Got to tell you, Jockey Joel Rosario, who was at um, at uh, the fairgrounds on Saturday and for the big races there, traveled to New Mexico for the racing card on uh, Sunday at Sunland Park, and Rosario won three uh, won three races at the fairgrounds on Saturday, two, uh, a couple of stakes races there, and four wins at Sunland Park on Sunday. The first four stakes races. That were held. Uh, I, uh, he won three of the first four stakes races. In the Harry Henson, uh, Rosario guided a flying connection to win for uh, uh, Todd Fincher, and Fincher's that was Fincher's second uh, win on the day. Fincher also won the earlier stakes race, the Red Henneman Mile, with the Community Leader. That was a dead favorite, paid at two dollars and eighty cents. The winner, Flying Connection, and the Harry Henson paid $2.10. So Fincher had two of the big, big, filthy favorites that won easily at Sunland Park in those stakes races. The Harry Henson goes to that one with uh, Rosario. Then in the Bill Thompson Memorial, Rosario uh, piloted Jackson Traveler to win for Steve Asmussen at 540. And then Rosario came back in the Sunland Park Oaks to win with uh, Recharge, uh, his third win, third stakes race and his uh, fourth win on the day, four uh, in a row, actually. Well, it was his third in a, in a row. Uh, Steve Asmussen's second win on the day. Uh, recharge paid 660 And then in the Enchantress Stakes, Rosario uh, popped off his fourth consecutive win with the $3 win uh, price on paying off my market. Uh, that was his fourth stakes win in a row for uh, Rosario. That was also trained by Todd Fitcher, so Fitcher won three races there. So between Rosario and Fitcher, they just manhandled all of the big stakes races at Sunland Park. But the Sunland Park Derby 
was won by the Southern California Invader, trained by Phil D'Amato. That was stronghold for uh, Antonio Frisou, paying 440, outrunning a lot of luck, and Kerlin's uh, KO, uh, in the, and uh, Lucky Jeremy, who finished second. Kerlin's KO was third in that race. Got 20 Kentucky Derby points there. So on Sunland Park on Sunday, big racing there for uh, Rosario and Fitcher, that's for sure. All right, time to get to the menu of racetracks available today in the race book, simulcast centers and racetracks around the country. We remind you, as we always do, the first post times we broadcast on this uh, menu are that of the Pacific time zone, because uh, we are in the Pacific time zone here, and these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books here, right here at the South Point. We are in the Pacific time zone. If you're listening on any other platform that we have out there worldwide, you're, we know you're in different time zones. So pay attention and adjust uh, your time zone, wherever you're at, to the Pacific time zone so you don't miss anything. Of course, like I miss mom and dad, okay? First post times are Pacific. We begin now with uh, Parks Racing. Parks Racing has a pick five jackpot carryover of $28,640. Their first post time at Parks Racing is at 9.05. Next comes Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park, they tell us they're off the turf today at Gulfstream. No turf racing today at Gulfstream because they have been saturated by a lot of rain and you saw it over the weekend, so that uh, turf course is still trying to dry out. No turf today at the Gulfstream. First post time for their racing card is at 9.10. Their pick six jackpot uh, carryover is a good one, though. $286,375 in the pick six jackpot carryover today at Gulfstream. Next will be Tampa Bay Downs. Their first post time is 9.30 at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, of course, got a lot of the rain over the weekend as well. Uh, their pick six jackpot carry over $6,019 at uh, Tampa Bay today. Their first post time again, 9.30. Then we go to uh, Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Mahoning Valley's first post time is at 9.45. Their pick six jackpot carry over $12,749. 9.45 first post at Mahoning Valley. Turf Paradise in Phoenix, Arizona will kick in next. Their turf uh, paradise uh, program will start at 11.55. Their pick six jackpot carryover is uh, $6,501. First post time, Turf Paradise, $11.55. Then we go all the way to $2.55. That's the next post time there, Turfway Park. Turfway Park will kick in at $2.55. Their pick six jackpot carryover is a good one, $52,888. First post time, $2.55 there. Then we have Penn National. Penn National will start their, their racing for the first post time at Penn National today at 3 p.m., and then we uh, wrap it up with Delta Downs. Their first post time is 3.15. And finally, Charlestown. Charlestown races with a pick six jackpot carryover of $57,440. Their first post time is at 4 p.m. at Charlestown races today. And that is the racing menu for today. And it looks like uh, all the racetracks, at least as far as weather is concerned, is not going to be a problem today. But what the weather had done to some of those racetracks will still be lingering on to today. All right, uh, now time to go to Jonathan Hardoon, standing by. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine, my man. And I know that uh, your soapbox is going to consist a little bit of also how one race set of racetrack can run on off racing and sloppy racetracks, and another one just refuses to do it. And when a lot of people think, well, it's, uh, you know, the HISA regulations, well, HISA covers a lot of those tracks and Southern California. I know that, uh, you know, fairgrounds and, and uh, the tracks in Texas are still having their 
battles with HISA. But these other tracks are already under HISA regulations, and uh, people are saying, what's going on? It's ridiculous. Southern California just refuses to run. If you spit on the ground, they're canceling racing, and it's just crazy. I mean, on Sunday, on Sunday or Mo- Sunday, they were running at Gulfstream. The rain was coming down sideways. It was raining so hard they didn't miss a beat, Ralph. They ran every race on time. They didn't have any delays or anything. New York, they had a snowstorm uh, Saturday night or Friday night into Saturday. They had about five inches of snow. They ran Saturday, ran the whole card, no problems. Snow during some of the races. Same thing at Fairgrounds. Every track seems to run on uh, off tracks except for Southern California. And the reason being is because they need to get it like a unanimous uh, approval from four different entities, you know, to run. And uh, you're not going to get four people to all agree on anything, much less uh, being able to run. So all they're really doing is hurting themselves. They're hurting the product. It sets everything back and people aren't happy. Well, it sets back uh, a few things. One, uh, the players don't have uh, races to bet, so they're going to other jurisdictions. Uh, I know that Aqueduct had a big day, and so did uh, Oakland Park had one of their biggest days in handle on Monday because there wasn't any other racing going on. Uh, uh, you know, that uh, that don't run on Monday. These are the two tracks that did run because it was President's Day. It was a holiday. Uh, a lot of people had off and wanted to do something. And then, of course, you have... Um, you know, uh, the fact that if these horses can't get out on the racetrack, they got to do more than jog if they're going to be fit enough uh, to run in races and not hurt themselves in the races. You know, you can overextend yourself if you're not fit enough to run in races. And uh, so the trainers, you know, are needing more time to train their horses back into shape or at least to get up to snuff again from maybe being regressing a little from just jogging and walking. And that'll cause uh, smaller fields in races when we do get to race. Yeah, not only that, but by Santa Anita setting this precedent of not running when it rains, if they ever decide to run when it rains and, God forbid, a horse breaks down or has an accident or something, they're all petrified. Now they're being they're overcompensating, and that's the worst thing you could do. You know, if you play careful and cautious, that's when you're going to get hurt. So they're in a tough situation and again by continuously canceling these days they're only making it much harder now i will say that they're going to try to compensate the horsemen by running extra races on the days they will run to try to make up for those races that were canceled on those days but you still it's still you got to have the horses to run in those races yeah and if they're not able to train they're not going to enter so it's really a catch-22 and it becomes a big mess just hopefully this all this rain will you know be gone soon and uh, they'll get back to normal but it's it's just a bad again it's a bad situation they're in for all right well we got sierra leone and is at the top of the kentucky derby uh, point standings now with 55 points courtesy of that win uh, over the uh, over the weekend uh, at, uh, at fairgrounds and uh, that's chad brown's uh, horse and i know that uh, brad cox had a winner uh, as far as horses uh, that are pointing towards the kentucky oaks we got another big racing weekend uh, this weekend at Oakland Park with the Rebel Stakes. I got to tell you, the Rebel Stakes purse is one million two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it uh, kind of surprised me that you know Baffert was thinking about going to uh, that race with Muth, knowing full well that if the horse did win that race, wasn't going to get any Kentucky Derby points because he's banned there. 
Uh, but uh, getting a winner's share purse of a million two hundred fifty thousand ain't shabby. But I understand he's not going there now. And uh, we actually do have uh, the uh, field for the uh, the Rebel Stakes as well. And, uh, and and by the way, Ralph, uh, previous years he shipped in there and it's had a lot of success. Oh, so yeah. it is surprising seeing a Baffert horse because uh, again he he uses this race and. Uh, Obviously, something must be up maybe with Muth. Maybe he had a setback. Maybe because he can't train because of the, the weather. Who sure. knows? Whatever yeah, it that is. That could be. He was in Southern California, right? Yeah, that could be the reason. But obviously, he's not ready to go. So he's not shipping anything there, which I found surprising. Timberlake, who drew the seven post, is the six to five morning line favorite. It's great. They put the odds up already. They have 13 horses entered. So it's going to be a good race. And uh you know, we do those races on the day they run on Saturday. I'm sure we'll discuss some more of it on Friday, but yeah. uh, let's see what happens. It's a full field. Uh, Timberlake's coming off of a layoff. He was last seen in the Breeders' Cup, so he may need one. I don't know if he's going to be squeezed to the max. And, again, we try to beat these short price horses in their comeback races because that's when we think they're the most vulnerable. That's uh, absolutely correct. But, you know, there is a balance now between not getting the horse too cranked up for this race because the target is the first Saturday in May, obviously. But there also but is you also ba- need the point. <laughs> you, need the, you need the points, and there's also the balance of $1,250,000 up there that ain't too shabby either, you know? So yeah. I think we'll get an honest run out of these horses, that's for sure. For those folks uh, listening, we'll go over real quick. I'll go through the uh, field. Number one is Carbone. Isaac Castillo for Steve Asmussen. The two is Northern Flame. Julian Le Peru for Kenny McPeak. The three, Common Defense, Brian Hernandez for Kenny McPeak. The four is Tehan Pass, Chris Landeros for Peter Miller. Peter Miller's got to Tehan Pass, and a big long, uh, but it is a long shot at 30-1. to one. The five is Magic Grant, Harry Hernandez for Eddie Milligan Jr. The six is Dematic, uh, Tyler Calf-Leon for uh, Steve Asmussen. The seven is, as you said, Timberlake. Uh, Christian Torr is going to ride for Brad Cox as the six-to-five favorite. The eight is Next Level. Uh, Jose uh, Rickmail, I guess, uh, Rickiel, I guess. Oh, I'm sure I screwed up uh, that jock's name. Uh, pardon me for doing that. Uh, for Keith uh, DeSormo, the nine is uh, Lagnos. Uh, Keith Asmussen for Steve Asmussen. He's got quite a few in that race. The 10 is Mena. Francisco Arietta for Steve Hobby. The 11 is Just Steel, another horse that a lot of people are looking at in this race. Ramon Vasquez for the coach, D. Wayne Lucas. The 12 is Woodcourt. Emmanuel Esquivel for uh, Capriano Contreras, and the 13 is Time for Truth. That's Rafael Bejarano for Ron Marquette. And uh, a pretty uh, contentious field, I think. I know there's two horses that kind of stand out there, but any horse is liable to jump up and win this thing. Absolutely. And the same thing goes for the honeybee. I guess that's the Philly version. That's the ninth race. You're getting another full field there. Lightly raced horses should be a big day at Oakland on Saturday. Yeah, the honeybee uh, has a field of 10 in that race. And the seven to five favorite in that race is your man, Brad Cox, is sending out West Omaha with Christian Torres. Uh, Looks like uh, between that and Band of Gold for Kenny McPeak with Brian Hernandez riding, are the two that are going to uh, probably take uh, most of the action in that race. Well, he scratched uh, West Omaha on Saturday from the Rachel Alexander of Fairgrounds, if you remember, and uh, he opted for that spot coming up on Saturday. Uh, and I guess he made a good decision there because it looks like uh, she's uh, going to be, uh, she's not going to have much competition in the race. 
And the Razorback, this is for the older horses, the uh, four-year-olds and not the handicap division, also drew an overflow field of 13 in that race. So, uh, you know, they're they're running at the Oaklawn, that's for sure. And amazing that they run at Oaklawn, again, on off-tracks or whatever. And uh, guys are down there, they're training, they're running, the fields are big there, and uh, they're they're. Look, look at the, I mean, they had a record handle on President's Day, and they don't even have a turf course. And you can't treat uh, the uh, the race uh, tracks there. They're not allowed to use any chemicals or anything because supposedly it's a historic uh, whatever. I don't know. But they are not allowed to use any chemicals or anything in the track. So they're just running like it used to be. When a track is wet, it's sloppy like the good old days, and they don't, they don't seal them. They just race over them and... Uh, that may be the right answer. Well, I know that uh, they'll be uh, kicking in with uh, our Aquac a little bit later on. I know you have a selection or two for us from the Florida racetracks, Gulfstream and Tampa for today. But just uh, taking a look at what happened Monday at Aqueduct, I guess uh, Ruben uh, Silvera had a big day there. He won three races on the card at Aqueduct. <clears throat> and uh, the winner, uh, he won that race. He won the first and last races. And there was a horse that uh, in the race that was uh, declared a non-starter after uh, the horse did not get away good. I guess it was, the starter was still holding the horse in the seventh race, uh, and that horse didn't get Actually, he reared, he reared up and pushed the starting gate open as the gate sprung, so he was declared a non-starter. And uh, one good thing about Naira, they do the right thing in that situation. There are a lot of jurisdictions that uh, you literally have to see the guy holding on with both hands or they're not going to scratch the horse because I guess they don't want to lose it. But in New York, they, they have no problem scratching them right away, and it's the right thing, and you're protecting the players, and that's good news. Yeah, absolutely. No question about that. And by the way, yeah, there are some racetracks that the, the horse would have to drag the starter out onto the racetrack before, uh, you know, they would uh, think about uh, scratching that horse. By the way, uh, the betting public was right on target at Aqueduct on uh, Monday. Highest-priced winner of the day paid uh, $13.20 there, that's for sure. And, of course, on Sunday at Aqueduct, the Matty May was won by my uh, main squeeze. Mike Maker trained. Uh, ta- uh, Jose Lascano rode that one, at, and that was the favorite there at $3.30. So, it was, uh, you know, some great racing on uh, Sunday as well around the country. And, of course, Santa Anita did run on Sunday. They actually did run there. The Spring Fever Stakes was won by uh, Big Pond, Frankie DeTore's third win of the day. Uh, and uh, Tim Yachtin, uh was trained that horse, paid $4 even. We had uh, winners, uh, hey, our handicappers, Rich Ang and John Lindo, both came up with winners at uh, Santa Anita on Sunday. All right. Uh, well, <clears throat> anything else on your soap? Yeah. Yeah, good for Joel Rosario. I was happy to see him win four stakes on uh, at Sunland on their last big day. And, uh, you know, you had a slow year last year for, for Rosario, maybe not for many riders, but for it wasn't a Rosario-type year. And at least this year he's starting off by having a big day in Sunland. That's certainly good for him. Well, I mean, that was amazing. I was watching those races, and, I mean, they were favorites, and they were looked like they did, you know, kind of oh, lay look, You still got to win. You still got to win the races. That's right. <laughs> Because in one of the races, uh, Antonio Frisou was riding a horse from Southern California, bet down, I think, the one to five, two to five, something like that, and uh, didn't hit the board. So, uh, you know, there, that, uh, that happens there. We'll wait and see about the Sunland uh, Park Derby winner. A nice win there, but I don't think uh, there'll be too many conversations with him uh, in it as far as the Kentucky Derby. All right, well, we need some money. We've got to start off the week here, buddy. So what are you going to do for us? 
Okay, let's look at Gulfstream seventh race today. Five furlongs on the Tapita, and I love the number five horse in here on the dot. This is a three-year-old filly who was claimed out of her last stop by trainer Safi Joseph. Freshened her up, drops her down in company. This horse has four career starts, two on synthetic, two on dirt. Synthetic races are good. I like the rider switch today to Jose Ortiz. I like the six-to-one on the morning line. Number five on the dot wins today seventh race out at Gulfstream Park. Well, he better be on the dot for the players that's for sure seventh race at Gulfstream, number five and oh yeah that guy uh jose ortiz is not i rad jose jose the other half for the, that's the a, young I, i'll take him just as well that's just fine uh bro jose does a good job as well that's for sure all right and then uh where do we go next Let's go to Tampa. Look at their eighth race, seven furlongs on the main track. A full field of 10. I'm giving you a three-to-one shot, but he's a pick six, pick five, pick four, pick three, single, number 10, silver style. Uh, Four-year-old gelding from the one, Aragata Barn, Jose Batista board to ride. This horse has been gelded since his last race, sitting on a big effort today. Number 10, silver style, wins the eighth race today out at Tampa Bay Downs. At seven furlongs, the 10 horse is going to get the money. Jonathan says in the eighth race of Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's eighth race, number 10, is the play Silver Style. And by the way, Jonathan, just for an FYI, talking about that uh, gelding, what about uh, CZ Rocket? 10-year-old, and finally de- they finally decided to retire him after a not-so-good race, a lackluster race uh, on Monday at Oaklawn. I could save my tickets. It's his last race, and uh, I bet him, and <laughs> he, he lost. So <laughs> He retires with a record of 13 wins from 46 starts, earnings of $2,144,691. Not too bad for a horse that was claimed by Peter Miller for $40,000. What a terrific training job, and uh, this horse has been a, nothing but consistent over the last couple of years. Obviously, he's lost a step, and they're doing the right thing by the horse. Yes, they are doing the right thing by the horse, and that's uh, really nice to see. All right, my man, uh, we'll, we'll let you get back to uh, starting to sharpen your pens, uh, your uh, your pencils, I should say, for uh, uh, the weekend races, that's for sure, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ralph. Stay safe and be well. All right. Don't forget, uh, Jonathan's got full sheets, Gulfstream and Tampa Bay for today. All right. We'll be back with uh, Rich Ang. We got to get start getting our talking about sharpening pencils. We got to start and sharpen up for all those uh, teams that will be playing March Madness here in March. And we're getting right through February. So we got to get uh, kind of up to snuff on college hoops. And uh, Richie will try to do that for us as well. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, especially at Adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. 
South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas uh, for this Wednesday show as we crank it up uh, another week uh, covering the great sport of uh, kings, horse racing, and, of course, sports as well because we are in Las Vegas, Nevada, Las Vegas style. All right, let's go to uh, Rich Ang standing by. Richie, good morning. Hey, good morning, Ralphie. Just want to tell everybody out there that not only do you uh, keep track of uh, the uh, sports uh, for us, uh, the top uh, you know conferences, et cetera, as far as that's concerned, but you're also... Continuing to do your, your horse race handicapping, gave us a nice winner on Sunday. Yeah, Big Pond got the job done, turned the tables on uh, uh, the Ruby horse, and uh, beautiful ride by Frankie Tatari. But, uh, you know, think about uh, being when I moved to Vegas here 25 years ago, Ralph, and uh, uh, is I love betting sports, and in particular, I really uh, love betting on futures, whether it's uh, on football or basketball or baseball. Well, if you have a thought and you think that a team's going to go well, that, I think, is a good value place to be, although you have to tie up that bankroll for quite a while. It does pay off when you're right. And looking at uh, college hoops, there's just so much to cover with college hoops, especially on any given day. You've got a full rack of college games that are played that now we start looking at, the uh, obviously, the college teams because they're going to be a part of the great March Madness that happens uh, here in, in uh for two weeks going, it'll be nothing but March Madness, March Madness, March Madness. And we got to get up to snuff on that. The only thing I know is by watching, uh, you know, uh, the team uh, Connecticut, which I guess is the number one ranked uh, team, uh, they look to be uh, solid. Yeah, Connecticut is uh, the number one ranked team. But uh, if people watched the game last night against Creighton, uh, UConn went to Omaha and played number 15 Creighton. And they got blasted, eighty-five to sixty-six. But you know, this game is a, like a like a litmus test for how games might turn out in the NCAA tournament. The fact that uh, UConn lost by nineteen points because Creighton was just unconscious shooting from three-point uh, range. Creighton hit fourteen of twenty-eight three-pointers. Out that's forty-two points just from th- a three-point range. UConn was three out of sixteen. So if you just do the quick math. That means Creighton shot 11 more or or connected on 11 more three-pointers than UConn. That's 33 points. So, you know, when that happens in the tournament, that's why upsets happen. For example, how uh, Fairleigh Dickinson beat Purdue. Uh, Fairleigh Dickinson was able to hit their three-point shots. Purdue did not. It was raining three-pointers, that's for sure. Quickly, you have a couple of uh, teams to look at uh, for futures? Well, yeah. uh, You know, I just want to review from last week. uh, I mentioned. 
teams that I have in my pocket. And uh, it starts with UConn at 18 to 1. That's, that's my uh, best bet right now. I also have Kansas at 22 to 1. I have Marquette at 28 to 1. Michigan State at 50 to 1. And I also have San Diego State at 150 to 1. And, you know, the thing from uh, these five teams from last night, Ralph, three of them played and three of them lost. <laughs> Can they get lost to Creighton? Uh, Michigan State lost at home to Iowa, 78-71. And uh, San Diego State lost to Utah State uh, by the score of 68-63. Uh, to yeah. But, you know, I'm not uh, swayed by uh, losing. Uh, you, the teams that they lost to are very good. All tournament teams, Utah State, Iowa, and Creighton are all going to be in the, the tournament. Yeah. So uh, but sometimes when you lose at this point in the year, it, it makes the job easier for the coach because he can point to, to his team and say, hey, if you don't show up with your A game, anyone in the country can beat you. Well, and this year there isn't, isn't one or two big standouts. I mean, it's a pretty uh, pretty evenly uh, across the board, even with the top teams like uh, you know you're talking about. That's for sure. So it's going to be an interesting uh, March Madness, and uh, you're going to keep us posted on a lot of the things out there, like uh, some of these uh, future nice juicy future book uh, uh, bets as we move along. Rich, um, I don't know if you have a, a pick at all uh, today for horse racing, but if you don't, we'll let you go, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, no, no horses today, Ralph, but I just want to put a heads up that uh, the selection uh, show uh, for the tournament is March 17th, Sunday, March 17th. So you kind of got to work backwards as far as trying to, to buy teams. Uh, uh, the 17th, you'll right. find out what all the teams are. Uh, right now, the uh, top uh, four number one seeds are UConn, Purdue, Arizona and Houston. Those are the four number one seeds, according to Joe Lenardi in Bracketology on ESPN. And uh, he's usually spot on. So uh, that's, a, that's a barometer anyway. All right. You got it, my man. Thanks a lot. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. All right. That's Rich Ang giving us an update on the hoops. And now coming up next, uh, we got John Lendo standing by giving us an update on Southern California. And Jerry Jay is going to give us another thought about betting strategies. So don't go away. We'll be right back. South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on Race Day Las Vegas. I want to remind everybody that Saturday, uh, at least here in the Pacific time zone, uh, you'll have to uh, pay attention early in the day. Hopefully we'll have uh, either streaming or TV coverage somehow or another on our networks, uh, our racing networks uh, here from the uh, Saudi Cup. The Saudi Cup will be run on Saturday at the King Abdulaziz uh, race course. Post time is set for 9.40 a.m. Pacific time for this $20 million race, a mile and one-eighth on their dirt course. And uh, the horses in the race are uh, Carmel Road, Crown Pride, Defunded, has been entered, Derma Sodagati, 
a hoist the gold, isolate, lemon pop, Michiko Herreo, uh, national treasure, the winner there of, of course, the Pegasus uh, World Cup, uh, power in the numbers, Saudi crown, which was the winner of uh, the Louisiana Stakes at, uh, at uh, Fairgrounds for Brad Cox, Senor Buscador is in it, who is second in the Pegasus World Cup, Ushba Tesoro, uh, White Abario, who was the winner of the Breeders' Cup Classic, and Scotland Yard. That's going to be a hell of a race there. Hopefully we can get to see it on TV and certainly uh, report on it as well. Now now go to John Lindo standing by. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. Yeah, they're going to draw the official post positions for the Saudi Cup and the Saudi Derby uh, in about uh, 10 minutes, right at 8 o'clock our time. All right, but they, they the horses that we mentioned have been entered in the race. Yep, that's correct, and uh, we'll see what the official posts are. And I think uh, Fox Sports is the network that's going to cover the races on Saturday. Oh, great. That's good to know. And, of course, uh, Defunded, who, uh, you know, used to be an American horse, was bought, and, and now he's uh, part of that Saudi group there. So, uh, you know, we got a little thought about that. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, Saudi Crown Senor Buscador and White Aberio go at it. That's going to be a lot of fun, that's for sure. Yeah, good group from the uh, USA, and uh, again, those Japanese horses have done very well over there in, oh, yeah. in Riyadh, so they're, they're ones to watch. Derma Sadagati, uh, I'm kind of interested to see how he runs uh, as well, because he had some impact here in, in America when he was here, that's for sure. What's going on in Southern California? <laughs> uh, protocols, that's what's going on, Ralph. I tell you, you know, we, you guys were talking about it earlier. We saw that Gulfstream Park, which is owned by First Racing, was able to hold and successfully race over a safe track when it's uh, floated wet. Uh, we've seen them do it up in Laurel and Maryland. They own that track. But when it comes to Southern California, we're not even allowed to, to train on it. Uh, and uh, it's a problem that has to do uh, with a, a lot of the regulations out here. But, you know, I don't see the racetrack going to bat to try and, hey, look, we've shown we can do this. And I don't see Haiza getting involved. You know, they're, they're the horse racing integrity and safety, and you don't see them doing anything about uniform uh, standards for track condition in, in order to race. We, we see them trying to put all these uniform medication rules in, but there should be some kind of standard as opposed to just uh, these guys, yeah, you can, no, you can't, uh, because it's suffocating the Southern California racing industry to death. It really is. I thought that Heiser was uh, devised to try to, bring uniformity to the regulations, not only for drugs or for any other thing in horse racing that uh, is anywhere near as something that comes under the umbrella of safety. This would be yet, uh, you know, their, their, their first uh, run at it with as far as the track conditions. And like I said, you know, forget about the two tracks that are still uh, arguing and, uh, you know, contesting them in court. Uh, but there's other racetracks that are under the HISA umbrella that raced uh, from snow to sloppy tracks the muddy tracks, and you get to Southern California, and no racing. No, you're exactly right. That that's the problem, and uh, I agree with that. We the horsemen have to have a chance to train these horses. Uh, once again, they were not able to train Monday. They did not train Tuesday. I got a text at four o'clock this morning saying that uh, after further consideration, they're going to allow joggers only today from eight thirty till twelve o'clock. And by doing that, they will that will enable the, the horsemen to gallop their horses on Thursday. So, uh, but you know, we're just seeing way too much of this. It, it, it seems like every week during this meet, 
one or two days during the week, the horsemen are not allowed to train and you can't move forward if you can't train these horses. You know, and it's amazing, too, because the players, uh, we are so resilient when it comes to playing. We would, All we want is action, and we want fair, good racing. And, uh, you know, they, they talked about the month of January, where because of all the cancellations, not only in Southern California, but weather cancellations all over the place, that's for sure, and short fields, et cetera, that the overall handle uh, was uh, for the month was down over 10%, yet... The individual handle per race on per race was up. So people are looking to bet and, uh, you know, we got to give them product. Exactly right. Uh, it's almost like when we were going on during the pandemic, there were only a couple of racetracks open and the handle went through the roof. The players will play if they have a, a product that they think is interesting. So, uh, you know, all you want is the chance. <laughs> yeah, we all became uh, aficionados at Foner and Wells, uh, Wells, uh, Will Rogers, Will yeah. Rogers when, uh, when there was no other racing going on, that's for sure. What's a uh, Linda report look like this week? Uh, we were doing Gulfstream tomorrow, and then we'll be back to Santa Anita, knock on wood, for, for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay, and of course you'll be taking a look at uh, some of the key races, especially the Rebel at Oaklawn as well, won't you? Yeah, absolutely. You have to take, grab a look at the good card there on Saturday at Oakland Park. Very surprised there is no Southern California representative in the Rebel this year. Uh, 1.25 million, and we don't have a horse from California going out for it. Yeah, amazing. Well, so be it. That's for sure. Thanks a lot, John. We'll talk to you tomorrow and say hi to the uh, other half of the entry. I saw her sneaking in there behind you and waving at us. Uh, on the Yeah, she ducked in during, and wanted to during, wave at you, Ralph. Yeah. yeah, during the break, that's for sure. Tell her I said hi. I will. Good luck today. All right. You got it, my man. All right. Now time to go to Jerry Jackowitz standing by with uh, his, his getup. Oh, he's got his uh, T-shirt on. He's got his uh, hoodie on. And he's got his, uh, you know, his cap. He's ready to yeah. go. You're ready to go there, Jerry. All right. Another yeah. another uh, session of betting strategies. Well, I got a beautiful email from somebody out there and uh, I'm trying to understand why, because I basically want people to play exactors and trifectas, and a lot of people out there are really interested in playing pick threes and pick fours. And um, this, he, he was complaining or he was arguing with me that his long shots, he had as much chance to get his long shots in his spreads in the other pick, in the different legs of the pick three as I would have in getting my long shot to come in second or third in my exactors or trifectas. And nothing could be more wrong than that. Is that right? And until you understand this, this aspect of the way horse racing works, um, can, this, the same mistake will be made forever. Um, a long shot, let's say a 20 to one shot, will win once and come in second two or three times and come in third three or four times for every time it wins. 20 to one shots win approximately one out of 20 times, if that. So when you look to catch your long shots on a leg, you need them to win. In the pick three, you need them to win. Whereas I don't. I need them to come in second or third if I'm playing exactors or third if I'm playing trifectas. Uh-huh. And... That gives me two more opportunities. It gives me double the amount of opportunities to build randomness and value into my play. 
And that is, in essence, what we're supposed to be doing in horse racing. We're not supposed to pick winners. We're supposed to pick value and find a way to extract it from the race. A lot of people don't like that because they just want to go to a race and go through the seven, eight, ten horses. Used to be 12, but whatever. And and find the horse and just bet that horse and they, their job is done. And that's fine. And, and that's that I'm no argument with someone going doing that and going and betting that horse to win or win in place. But the real reality is, is that we're really supposed to find the value horse and then we're supposed to build a model of secondary horses to bring into the play that give us a good chance to increase our value proposition and turn our two to ones into four to ones or five to ones. You have to be able to get that from time to time. You have to be able to build that out. So that's what I wanted to get understood today that long shots don't come in one to one ratio win to place it's one to two and a half and one to three and a half ratio so you get a lot more opportunity to take advantage of your long shots in the race that you're playing a key horse in the place and show positions well i know that uh, i have i talked to uh a professional gambler a long time ago, and he said something to me that I kept in the back of my mind and I use a lot all the time. And he says, I don't, you don't bet to win, bet to make money. And what he was trying to say is if you always look at a proposition, whether it be in sports or horses, and bet the most logical one that uh, you think is going to win, you're not going to make money because those, uh, you know, you got to get, as you say, value. You got to bet. Uh, to make money, not so much to win. And I, I thought to myself, isn't that contradictory? But the more I think about it and the more you're talking about it, uh, that uh, that's that holds weight. Oh, no, he, he's absolutely right. <clears throat> he maybe didn't give you a roadmap to how you make money. Uh-huh. But, um, I mean, and, and it's a simple thing, Ralph. I can't tell you how many times I went to the racetrack. I'll tell you a quick story. And I looked at two horses and I said, well, this horse is the better chance to win. And he's eight to five, then yep. the four to one. And I bet the eight to five. When I started betting the four to one, I started to make money. I didn't win as often, but right. I started to have, I started to make money. The, one of the best stories I have is my buddy, you, Robert. And yeah, I, I know. Can you say that story for tomorrow? Because we got about seven seconds before the music starts. Yes. But that'll be a tease for tomorrow. You're going to be with us tomorrow. And you're going to tell us exactly that story that you're about to tell us right now. Okay. Love to. Okay, thanks a lot, uh, uh, Jerry. Of course, Jerry doesn't have a power page today because his tracks aren't running. Uh, but he will be with us tomorrow, and he's going to tell that story. So keep uh, keep in line, okay, yeah, folks? All right, good. Wait, great tease for him tomorrow. In any case, we're wrapping it up today, and he's got one more thing to say. Go ahead and say it, Jerry. Have a great race day, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>